and welcome back to another brand new episode of Wrestling with Romance. I'm your co-host, Life of Veen. How you doing? How you feeling? Hope everything's going good for you this week because honestly, it's been a crazy week in wrestling. Uh, when this episode was recorded, we did not have the information that we got out today about Scott Demore being fired from TNA. You know, just to date the episode a little bit, but that's how crazy it's been for this year of 2024. With that being said, Jack actually tells an all-time, all-time story. Maybe it might be one of his best stories that he has shared on the podcast. And it leads to an amazing punchline. Well, it's not an amazing story. Let me change that around. Jack has an amazing storytelling moment that leads to a fantastic punchline that you'll see. That leads directly into the hot button topic of conversation, which is the cucking of Cody Rhodes by The Rock, right? So, we will have that. We'll share our thoughts, our opinions, what we think may happen. I just want people to know, I'm not actually mad about, oh, how they, Cody not possibly getting to finish his story. I just hate the idiotic booking that it seems that we've gotten because it didn't need to happen. From there, actually, we're going to jump into some ideas that were shared by a viewer. Shout out to the homie Vicente. Vicente has listened to all our episodes. He's been a participant when it came down to our iron booking of booking our own organizations, booking our own companies. And he's actually sent in three episodes that he would uh, like for us to read and share our thoughts on. Now, Vicente, I know you're going to hear this. I may have mixed up your roster and I may have mixed up your first episode because I realized there were a lot <laughs> that was sent. And if I messed up, that's 100% on me. It's not on you. Let me know. I'll get the right information and we'll put it on the show. So I just want to make sure to knock that out early. I hope you guys enjoy that booking. I actually like some of the booking. You hear Jack's thoughts. Uh, but beyond that, make sure you follow us on Instagram. Wrestling with Romance. All one word. Make sure you follow our Twitter. Romance Podcast. And also, be on the lookout. Hopefully, within the next month, maybe two, we'll have a TikTok up. So, make sure to check that out. But beyond that, peace, and we'll see you later. Hope you enjoyed the episode. You know, I had a I had a discussion topic, a dating discussion topic I wanted to do for this week. But in okay. light of recent events, I wanted to tell a story instead. Um, so we're going to go back to 2020 for this story. Um, okay. Is I completed. Yeah, <laughs> well, we'll get there. Uh, I have a girlfriend going into ski season. It's long distance. I'm already thinking about breaking it off. Um, and we go in and ski season just eats relationships. Like I remember one winter we went in and like 
four, actually five of the coaches were in long-term relationships, two of them engagements. And by the end of the season, all five were off. God. Well, yeah. All five have been, uh, <laughs> have been cut off in one way or another. It's, you know, cause we're, we're married to the game. We're married to the adrenaline. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a seductress. It's like you're a you secret lover. Ski season begins, um, where I meet, I meet a girl. Mm-hmm. Forgot exactly how we meet, but she's like 19. I'm 24 at the time. I think it is 24, 25. Okay. 24 turning 25. I have no interest for clarity. Like, I don't want to go like she's very pretty, but also not we're not compatible. At least I didn't find us compatible in that way. Right. But one day we're skiing and she goes, My sister is a lifty on top of this lift. Like, let's stop and say hi. Yeah, sure, of course. We get to the top of the lift, we like kind of ski to the side. I guess she had seen her sister and like waved, whatever. Mm-hmm. And this sister steps out. Like she's stepping out into a music video. Like the door <laughs> dramatically flings open and out walks the most beautiful woman I've seen in my life to this day. The most beautiful. I always think of the, when I think of her, I think about the line from uh, Kurt Vonnegut, Breakfast of Champions. I'm going to say, I don't know that. When the journalist, don't worry, I'm going to quote it. Okay. <laughs> when the journalist asked a local man about someone who had, uh, about somebody in town and asked, was mm-hmm. she pretty? And the local man says, pretty? Sir, if I am lucky enough to one day go to heaven and see the angels, it'll be their wings and not their faces that surprise me. I've already seen the most beautiful face I've done, I will ever see. Well, damn. Yeah. She was unbelievably gorgeous. I, we start talking, the three of us. She eventually, mm-hmm. you know, has to run back into the shack. Of course, somebody falls off the fucking lift or something. And I come to find out What was that? Does that happen often? Yeah, that happens probably once every 15 minutes 20 minutes They they don't fall off the lift like straight down Like they fall off getting Like skiing out Skiing out the exit yeah, 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 Darby Allen down the stairs of Daly's place. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's happened to my knowledge, like in my 20 years of skiing, that's only happened twice on mountains I was on. Okay. Continue. I keep skiing with the sister. We have a nice time. I come to find out later, as I had skied away from the conversation, older sister, who we're going to call Carol, mm-hmm. looks at younger sister, who we're going to call... Um, Tiffany. Okay. She had a Tiffany sort of vibe, the younger one. Okay. Older looks at younger. Carol looks at Tiffany and says, you know, he's really cute. And Tiffany makes her on makes Carol on the spot pinky promise that she will not hook up with me. This is a promise that was not kept. <laughs> I knew it. I can tell by the way you looked into the camera. I can tell by how you looked. I forget how I get her number. Uh, I forget how we end up talking more. But eventually, I end up in her lifty shack, flirting and doing, kissing a little bit, a little smooch. Yo, Jack. Yo, Jack. 
<laughs> and the younger sister gets very upset. I, I would assume so. Yes. Um, I had like made it clear from the beginning to Carol that I was not interested in her younger sister, Tiffany, like right. at, ever at all. Right. Like didn't want anything to do with that. I think she was a couple cards short of a full deck. Like she just mm. didn't. She was working with a bit of a Delulu mindset that I personally am not interested in most of the time. Seeing how you like Harley Cameron, that's actually kind of shocking. It's, you know, I think you like, you know, a couple of decks a little short, you know. <laughs> <laughs> fine, fine and fair. But that's protect. This is real life. This is IRL. Right. I I tell the the I tell Carol I don't care. Mm-hmm. We start up a bit of a fling. Um, For clarity, this is after I had broken up with my previous relationship, my long distance. We didn't start until afterwards. I didn't break up with her for her. I didn't break. um, It just didn't help the situation. Good clarity. I'm happy you clarified that. I'm about to be like. Yeah. No, I don't. I, I will never cheat. I will never cheat. Okay. Um, I, if anybody cheats on, I have not been cheated on yet. If I did, I think that would be the end of that. I'm pretty sure the end of that. Yeah. Um, I've, I've been there. I've been cheated on. Um, do you want to talk about? <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know because uh, that person may not even know that I know. Um, oh, that's that's some juicy shit right there. Yeah, that's all types of ugly. Yeah, but okay, so. Carol and you have started up. Yeah. Tiffany's mad. And like, sure, it's it's the idea of never, you know, never quit a job until you have your next one lined up. Exactly. And I throw myself head over heels for Carol. <laughs> like, I think 10 days out as after I was out of one relationship, I was asking to be in another. Right. It was, I just thought the chemistry was great. She was beautiful. We had great dinners. We had great dates. We'd spend whole days together. Mm-hmm. I wanted, you know, I just, I just wanted to be close. Right. Come to find out, she also just got out of a relationship not too long before I got out of mine with a boy who used to cheat on her. A very handsome, very athletic man who played D1 soccer. I was coming in on the tail end of that. I also took no stock of that. It was a very myopic moment from me. I could not you, see. You just went in blind shooting like a goddamn Rambo, didn't you? You just went in just like letting the guns of love just flail in the air. I'm just like... 100%. I am the Darby Allen of romance. It's like you're not... I may never win Lord. a chip, but like every match I'm in is going to be exciting. <laughs> Which is wild. Because Darby and Allen's sh- one and short. In short. <laughs> oh, Lord. I just think of the meme of like the Terminator thing with the guns shooting in the air, but it's just like you with hard eyes shooting yeah. love. <laughs> I'm shooting hearts out of the guns. Yeah, you're just like, love me. Like <laughs> We're together. I don't really hear about. You know, the boyfriend is kind of, or the ex-boyfriend and goes away. I don't really hear about him much. It was clear, though, there was still some feelings there. Mm. She hadn't quite let go of it. I, of course, ignored all of these red flags and warning signs and plowed on, undeterred. 
And also, I think she enjoyed fucking her sis, fucking with her sister, and we, and I was a funny part of that. That's two red flags you're distinctly missing. Like you're deliberately looking at the fact that one, she's purposely fucking with her sister, and then yes. two, she's not emotionally moved on from a past relationship from someone who was horrible to her. Correct. Uh, I ran right through those red flags like it was the finish line. <laughs> if you keep moving and you keep trying, they'll go away. They'll just if you ignore them long enough, they'll go away. You have to think about where you're trying to get to. You have to think about the glory at of the possible win. Of not the win, because I don't want to, you know. Maybe not the win, because I don't want to make it that shallow and simple. But yeah, I think you understand. It's not the right word, but it's the word that comes to mind. Do you think that the glory of the achievement of, like, love? Yes. Like you're thinking about love. You're thinking about the end result. You're not thinking about how we get to the end result. You're not worried about how the fucking stew is getting made. You just want the magical stew at the end. Like, you want the right. final product. You have an idea of how you want your life to go, and you're willing to ignore everything to get there. Yeah, but when you have expired like cilantro that you're gonna throw into the goddamn shit, and it's gonna give you fucking stomach poisoning. You, you might want to, you know. Maybe the cilantro is gonna be delicious as you eat it. So you think? Yeah, it's, it's great going down. It's great yeah. going down. But guess yeah. what? It has to come back out, and when it comes back out, it's not going to be lovely. <laughs> The sister corners me at a party at one point. Carol and just really like Tiffany. Yeah, the younger one. And just reams me out. Ooh. Yeah. It wasn't um I was just kind of nodded and got along with it and just kept going. We kept hanging out, kept dating, kept hooking up. Um I at one point so I call my grandpa, who he's the last of my grandparents and we're close. Mm-hmm. And I've been calling him more and more. Just you know, he's getting older. He's gonna be ninety soon. I want to talk to him. But this ninety-year-old, um, he raised six daughters, including my mm-hmm. mom. And so I'm like, let me ask him on advice on these two sisters and this situation I'm trying to navigate. I bet you he's seen this many a times. He'll have good advice. I call him, explain the situation. He asks me, "There's two of them." He said, "I'm like, yeah, there's two of them." And he goes, you better be careful. They can hold you down and cut off one bowl apiece. <laughs> I told my mom's this story. She flat didn't believe me. She's like, no, I've never heard him curse. There's no way he would say that. I'm like, your, your dad is a fucking Navy man, a former Navy man. He curses like a sailor, quite literally. Like He's the he embodiment of that. You. He might just not have curse around right. you. <laughs> he curses. He curses. We keep going. Now we're we're past hooking up. We're actually going 20 toes together. Okay. I've got some problems. Sometimes I can't uh I can't put my flag up at full mast. Just happens to me sometimes. We all got issues. That's why my the greatest drug in the world is Viagra. Everybody should take it. It's the best high. You should crush that shit up and snort it, really. <laughs> <laughs> This happens a couple times, and a couple times we actually do need to make it happen, and it's not great. 
Of course, I'm mm. fooling myself into thinking it's great, but even I know in the back bowls of my mind, like this, it's not, we're not really sexually compatible. Mm. Sometimes you can just see it on her face too, and you just don't want to admit it to yourself. That's a tough one. Life's hard, be harder. Well, um, um, I guess I couldn't be hard. I wish that was a conversation. <laughs> I was saying, but when you said be hard, I looked off to the highlight. <laughs> Might want to take your we... advice, too. Take your advice. I also wasn't at a point in my life where I was willing to like face these issues. Like and get help for it. So I was just trying and trying. And you know, the more you try to will that flag up the mass, the less it's gonna get there. Mm-hmm. We end up, we do end up being able to do it a couple times. She doesn't, you know, it's not great for either of us. I, of course, block this out of my mind. And then we're kind of starting to. She's clearly over it and kind of drifting away from me. Right. And. She's actually working. So the clubhouse I worked at then had its own private chairlift. Yeah. At where it was, you know, it ran for like accumulatively like 30 minutes a day, if that. Because mm-hmm. it was only people who were at that clubhouse. And then they would shut it down. But they still had to have a lifty there at all times. So I would go up to the top of that lifty shack and just flirt and hook up with her. But then that became the only times we were hanging out. Mm. And I would like invite her on dates, and it was, it would just never happen for one re- one re- reason or another. That feels uh, strenuous. What was that? It feels strenuous at that point. Like you feel like you're trying to like you're trying to exert yourself, and you're trying to see, but you see the strain. Like it's just yeah, not really. And my ego is sinking like a concrete block thrown in a lake, mm. and I'm refusing to believe it, and I'm still throwing myself after her, and even. Like, one of her friends says to me, like, yeah, she told me, like, she's pretty much over it. And I still, like, and it's not, like, for clarity, I'm just asking her on dates. Right. And just making excuses or one way or the other. But we'd still hang out in the lifty shack, so I would, I was able to keep, and when we hung out in the lifty shack, it was hot. Like, we would do hot things, but, like, it's still, I was more of a entertainment for her. And she would when she was bored at work because this lift is so far out of the way like we never have to worry about getting caught and like she had a lot a lot of downtime sitting up there right season goes by forgot exactly what happened that was kind of like the door slamming where like it was just undeniable it wasn't explosive it was it's just, just that clear. moment where it's just like, yeah. It's really over, yeah. And I came into Lifty Shack and I was like, hey, we're done hooking up, aren't we? And she's like, yeah, I think I'm just confused. And like, I knew what she was confused about. And I was like, okay, fine, whatever. And I just turned to walk out. She called me back. We talked about it. It's fine. I even saw her, I think, last winter. Mm. And we talked and it was cool. We had a few drinks. We had dinner. What I also found out last winter is that she got back with the ex- that very same spring, almost right after me. Mm-hmm. And it's like, and before she was back with the ex, I know she was out partying and doing right. whatever with whomever. 
And she got back with the ex right after me. And it was clear she... I was entertaining the moment, but they always had an idea she of where it was going to end up. And yeah. the two people that were really supposed to be matched together, even if I was supposed... Even if people and friends really thought we would be good together and were hoping and rooting for me. And I tell this story for two reasons. One, <laughs> I feel like I've told a lot of, like, fuck yeah, Jack stories. And I want to make it clear, like... It's not always like that. In fact, oftentimes it's not. The majority of the time it's not. I tell the fun stories because they're exactly that. They're fun. But right. a lot of times, like, you're in your romantic life, you're gonna lose, for lack of a better word. You're gonna... You're, you're gonna shit. end up making a fool of yourself. Yeah. Um, like the poem I recited last week. If you're gonna be an adventurer, prepare to get lost. If you're gonna be a warrior, prepare prepare to get broken. If you're yep. going to be a lover, prepare to be both. Yes. It's gonna happen. You're gonna delude yourself. You're gonna hope for things that aren't there. You're gonna be embarrassed. It's gonna feel crushing. But there's always a st- there. You. It's not a zero sum game. You can still enjoy the time that you had together, and you could still love the moments you had together. And eat, and this whole thing about oh you fumbled a baddie or like any sort of bullshit online oh they blew it that's not true because it's not blowing it or fumbling a baddie you just it just didn't work and that's fucking life you're gonna be a part of many many things in life that just don't fucking work for one reason or another and this one hurts more because it's so intimate but it's just some shit's not gonna work and that's fine you didn't right. fumble a baddie you just had a relationship that played its course. Yeah. Like maybe you did like maybe you did something that's egregious, which really is a mistake and you acted out of character and that's right. why it didn't work out. But for the most part, it's just two people who did their best, who are trying their best and for one reason or another it didn't work out. And you don't have to be embarrassed about failing at love. You have to be embarrassed if you didn't try at all. You are a fucking loser. If you go out there and shoot down your boy or shoot down even a fucking stranger who is trying their best to find love and you shoot them down because it didn't work out eventually. Right. Like you were at home sitting at your phone, your fucking couch. Like you're going to be embarrassed in life, in love. And that is fine. Right. The second reason I tell this story is that even then, I was not cooked as bad as Cody Rhodes was. <laughs> I knew it. I felt it coming. I heard it when you said I tell this story for two weeks. <laughs> Welcome that- to Wrestling with Romance. <laughs> I am one of your co-hosts, Jack Simon. I'm your other co-host, Life 15. That was a perfect setup to lead into that. <laughs> I was sitting at home a few days ago, and like I said, I had a discussion topic I wanted to bring up for romance this week, and then I was like, this story clicked into my mind and how it all like lines up neatly. I was like, oh, I can't. I have to do this one. And by next week, we could all realize that we all got work, and it was just an angle. So I'm like, let me get in on this now. Let me get to this punchline while getting is good. I don't think it's... Well, we're going to get into it. Why I don't think that... I have a lot to just get off my mind with that. But, oh, Jack, how you doing today? How you doing this week? I'm doing grand. I'm kind of a little sick. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, my, I, like, fucked up my hand a bit cooking, and then I slammed it in a door. Ah. 
mostly just kind of loving the uh, wrestling we're getting right now. <laughs> I'm loving the in-ring wrestling we're getting, but let me tell you, if there's ever been a story where I said, I have never seen more fuckery and confusion of what the fuck is going on. on it's like, you have a simple dunk. Like you, It's like a fast break. You have a simple fast break. Yeah. You can just go lay it out. <coughs> dunk it. No. You want to, from the three-point line, throw it off the backboard to try and catch it to do a whole bunch of shit, and now you don't know where the ball is. <laughs> That's what if you... Like. I mean, for clarity, we're talking about The Rock allegedly replacing Cody Rhodes for the championship match at WrestleMania. Yes. In case you were living under a wrestling rock. I, think <laughs> it, I, I don't think... I've had regular people ask me about this. Yeah. Like, I don't think there's a human being that's in the United States of America that possibly has an this. Maybe that's the point, and maybe that's what makes it the right decision. <sighs> so you want to get into it? Like, now I, you've elevated Cody Rhodes so that he's in the same conversation as The Rock. See, and I'm going to say one more thing, too. You go. Because I understand, from a storytelling standpoint, I think it's frustrating. And I think Idiot. even and I'm not even gonna say any shit about like, oh well, the rock has 27 million followers on Instagram. It's not that either. Yeah. I think I, I, it is more I think the 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 contrary evidence I'm gonna bring here is better than like social media interaction. So bear with me mm-hmm. for a moment. Go ahead. I was thinking of Jeff Jarrett's like if you confuse them, you lose them. And I was like, that's exactly what's going on here. Like, nobody knows if this is a shoot or a work or if, like, The Rock is Hulk Hogan and and his politicking and he used his board seat to get him in on the match. And all of a sudden, there's a lot of, like, musical chairs and moving parts and, like, silliness going on backstage that we think is happening but may not be happening. And Jeff Jarrett, if you confuse him, you lose him. And I thought that. But, and this is the truth, more tickets and more money has been spent for WWE WrestleMania and Elimination Chamber than there was before this all happened, as reported by Dave Meltzer. Shout out, okay. Davey Boy. So, the truth is, it seems like it's fucking working. And we have to accept, like, it may not be working for for us, like you and I, but we have to, but we, to be objective, it is working. To this point, before I get into how I feel about the storyline, let me just sure. answer to what you said. Let's do the objective and then we'll <clears> do the subjective. So, before the Rock thing happened, on WrestleTix, it said there was 1,500 tickets left for both nights. But, on grand total, they had sold 50,000 tickets for both nights. So, 50,000 for night one, 50,000 for night two. I hate to say this. But guess what? We'll probably just move the card a little bit more if you actually started to announce what the fuck the card was. That's all you really had to finish. If you but we're really getting there now. At, like, we're still two months we're, out. We're getting there. We still there. have a whole pay-per-view. But here's my thing. Also, the tickets don't really matter for Perth because the country paid WWE to hold the event. They still matter. In this thing. But they matter in terms but here's, of the listen, listen, here's what I'm saying. having the product. Maybe not monetary, but of course it matters like how many but people here's, are going to this is what I'm event. saying. They already had, they already had sold 
like 40,000 tickets. Let's be honest here. 40,000 tickets. We still only have one fucking match announced for that card in two weeks. We have two For the matches. WrestleMania or Elimination Chamber? For Elimination Chamber. It's in two weeks. There are maybe yeah. two matches. You only know that Becky's in the Elimination Chamber. We know Rhea versus fucking Nia Jax. That's it. That's it. Here's the other issue. If you do not announce that it's going to be Cody Roman, what the fuck is the other men's chamber going to be? I don't think it's going to be Cody Roman at Elimination Chamber. No, I mean, if you don't announce it for Mania, and it is uh, going to well, be I Cody versus be, Seth. Like, it's going to be the number one contendership for the World Championship match. But here's my thing. You have to announce that Thursday, because you have two weeks for that show. Like, I think Thursday, a lot of shit is going to go down on Thursday. But here's my... Now let's get to the subject. Fine. Right? This is the stupidest shit I may have seen. In recent, I don't time. think it's this stupid. It's certainly not. Let me explain. Let me break it down. Let me break it down. Let me break this down. In one promo, did you see? Did you see Seth's promo last week? I did. Did you see Roman's promo? I didn't. So you have two of your champions making the other champion look bad, which is fine from Seth's perspective because Seth is a babyface talking about a heel. You're supposed to make a heel look crazy, whatever. Roman basically said, and it's not a lie. It's what we've all thought, but Roman shouldn't have said it on TV. That that's the loser belt, and all the people who can't beat me just go and compete for the loser belt. That you basically, whoever competes and has that belt can never be on my level, which is what we already thought, but when your top person is reinforcing that idea, it's bad. What I thought was a bad thing is Cody came out and kind of said, I agree with some things about Seth, but your belt is not the Hollywood belt. It's the belt I want. So in the promo, Cody says, that's the belt I want. Then you have Cody say, I'm willing to take everything from you, but I'm not coming for you after at WrestleMania. To step aside for The Rock. Now, here's why I say it's stupid, because did you watch the post-Rumble WrestleMania press conference? No, I've watched clips again. So, someone asked Cody, so, I'm going to guess that when you point at Roman, that was you saying that you want Roman at WrestleMania. And Cody says, well, I think that's evident. I don't think I have to, like, point that out. That's Sunday. Friday, he's saying, I'm coming for you, but not at WrestleMania after Sunday. So that's my biggest problem with it from a subjective opinion is like, right. I think I would have been able to get down with this. Not totally, but a little bit more. If you just give me a reason, like give me a reason why you're stepping away and giving your shot to the rock. That's any reason at all. Some reason of why that, because you basically just walked out there and said, I'm going to step aside. And that was it. You didn't try for love. You didn't give it your all for love. You just rolled over. But here's my other issue. And this is why, and I'm going to put a little peek to some of the things. So me and last week, me and Jack talked about the Sting stuff, and we hinted at our little disagreement about the Sting stuff before. What led to that argument was Jack was just like, are you guys just mad WCW fans? Are you just hate WWE? And I'm like, no, there are moments where WWE 
makes me feel like I'm fucking stupid. And I don't like to be asked to think that I'm fucking stupid. Cody has said multiple times, I don't hate Seth. I don't, I really admire what he's done for that belt, but I don't want that belt. Then what the fuck are you doing on fucking Friday telling me that you're not going for the belt that you want to go for after you've told me for almost a fucking year? I don't want that belt. I don't want that belt. That's not the belt I came here for. That's not the belt I said I want. But so Seth what the fuck is the point? Really, Seth <laughs> did have a really good line about, let's prove that this belt is not the second-rate belt. I can Because that, to me, that makes sense. That makes sense of why you would then go and challenge for Seth's belt. You've but at least now planted reasonable doubt in my mind about where you're going to choose. Uh, what I didn't expect to happen is that you're going to choose neither. But here's the issue with that idea. And then if you, you know were going to go do... Yeah, you no, go. Sorry. No, but you know how he does that also? And you could combat with Roman Seth? You cut a promo about it. Right. You talk yes. about it. Last That's night on Raw, he didn't talk about it. Yes. On Friday, he did not rebuttal to it. So in the end, we have a week of you not even rebuttaling that, even refuting the claims of what Roman said. It's just there. You kind of agreed with it because you said... That belt wasn't only held by people who were superstars. It was held by the Bret Hart's, the Bruno San Martinos. So you even confirmed that workhorses have held Roman's belt. So again, you've left Rollins in a weird position. Here's why I have an issue with why I call it stupid. Because you've left Seth in a weird position. Because Seth's been begging on fucking Twitter for a week like he's goddamn Ray J singing One Wish trying to get a goddamn title match with you to tell you to give me one more shot. You had Roman make Seth look crazy. You had Roman make Cody look crazy. Because if Cody don't face Roman, it's like he's saying, eh, I'll just wait to do my story when it's right here. Like, it's right Okay, but it seems like now that... They are that this is all an angle and that Cody is going to eventually have his match because they wouldn't like if the first is reports that all of those well not all but most of the at least some especially in NXT where the crowd is a lot more controlled and planted that the we want Cody signs were plants and manufactured by WWE. There's reports of that leaking out. Uh, moreover, news have had Logan Paul going out. Logan Paul specifically, who has the largest social media following, going out and tweeting hashtag we want Cody. He has a personal and beef. Third, with what was that? He has a personal beef with The Rock. Yeah, but still, he was that's they been long back. They, that shit would have been taken down immediately if it was I mean, yeah. an issue. The WWE has an iron fist when it comes to this sort of shit. So if they had decided no, they don't want you dissenting, it would have been gone away. And finally, the nail in the coffin is Pat McAfee opening up SmackDown or opening up um, Raw. Raw with We Want Cody. Like So well, clearly, evidently, this is all part of a larger plan, which where is it going? I don't know. But like, here's the issue I have. What the fuck is the point? You didn't need to do this. You like you decided to turn left for to swerve left for no reason. Like here's the thing. Everyone in their mother was all <laughs> everyone in their mother was already for Cody winning or Cody getting his match. We knew it. We was cool with it. We well, talked about it last week about how 
it was just the most logical thing for him to win the Rumble. We legit had this conversation because we said there's no other way for him to get to face Roman. But everybody's mother didn't know who Cody Rhodes was, and now a lot of them do. And you yourself admitted oh, to that because I was like, I have people outside of the wrestling bubble hitting me up and being like, what's going on? I'm not saying it's the right move. I'm just saying these are the facts of the matter. Here's what I'm saying. And this is my issue sometimes with WWE and even the thought process. They think too much about people who don't watch wrestling compared to people who solidly watch their fucking wrestling. I agree wholeheartedly. Because here's the issue. You, you, You can lose the faith. Like, you guys, like, they don't have a shit ton of backed up earned faith from their fucking crowd. We've experienced years of them just fucking with us to fuck with us. Sure. Like, remember Becky versus Ronda here, Charlotte Flair. I was thinking like, that a lot. I was thinking about that a lot too. So it's like, you guys have done this before. This doesn't make sense. I don't care if it's just to get a whole bunch of media. I don't give a fuck what it is. To me, basic storytelling is just getting getting to the point. Let's not make shit convoluted. You're making shit way more convoluted than Sometimes it needs the best to be. Story is A to B. A to B. And to me, okay, you have this. Here's the thing: like they're in the moment where they have to dig up. They, you basically have to be like, dig up, stupid, because you dug a fucking hole. Because it's just like we have to explain what the whole thing about him and Cody, what Rock and Cody was. What was their agreement? What was their match? What was their agreement to? Right, anything? you're now gonna have to explain why Cody was willing to step away and then why he would then come back into the match. And why would he renege? And then on top of that, how do you help Seth Rollins save face with a new belt that's uh, under a year old? Because now that belt, which is supposed to be like looking like a workhorse belt, you kind of diminished because Roman has basically said, well, that, that title really ain't shit. And Cody being like, Nah, you know what? I switched my mind. I'm gonna go back and chase that belt. It doesn't help Rollins. Like, well, I don't think Cody's ever gonna belt. challenge for that Rollins belt. I don't but, think that's the next step. They're gonna have. I, I actually, I think they're gonna put it on Sammy. That's just my opinion. I think they're I gonna mean, do an I elimination chamber match uh, for the number one contendership. Sammy's gonna take win that match, and then Sammy's gonna go on and win the championship. Big baby so, face. Ha 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 ha. Sammy Zayn gets his comeuppance, finally has it. Go, Sammy. So let me ask you. And all Seth Ooh. and Sammy are gonna have a fucking barn burner. So and then everybody this, will love that belt again. But here's the issue I'm having. Cody said he's not facing Roman at WrestleMania. We can't forget that is the major part of this. The crux. But of he's this. going to. How do we get there? I know. I'm saying I don't know. I said that earlier. It's like, I don't know. I, but I think it is obvious now. Like, the other nail in the coffin, which... I have two nails in the coffin now that I've said that fucking adage twice. Meltzer said he could never find a reason why they would have Cody win the Rumble. Which... One day we do need to talk about my feelings on Dave Meltzer because I think everybody should just leave Dave Meltzer alone and he does a fantastic job and he's a pretty incredible human being who has cataloged professional wrestling in a way that we all should be thankful of. And I think usually, not all the time, but usually he's more right than he is wrong in a business that is literally built upon deceit and smokescreen. Yes. 
And the fact that he couldn't find a reason that not one person could cough up a reason about why Cody would win the Royal Rumble and then give up his spot tells me that Cody really isn't going to use that Rumble victory to cash in his title shot at Mania. That that but all is still has happening. It's just, thing. again, how are they going to get there? You've opened Pandora's box already, though. You can't yes. stuff the shit back. You've, yeah. you've introduced Rock Roman, and we've yep. introduced that with the title looming. Like, we've given that imagery already. Yep. You can't just jingle the keys and then act like we ain't see it. So it's like, you already kind of show us the magic trick. So here's the thing. There's three options that I see this happen. You're either going to do Rock, Cody, Roman, which I think is a bad idea. I just, Rock, Cody, I think Roman. it's a bad it's it a would, bad idea. I'm not going to say what the, it would at least help the rocks like cardio issues and wrestle ring rust. It would, but it wouldn't be the full dream match. It's yeah, now. A I, I think dream I match. also think it's a bad idea. So you have that, right? You have Cody Roman and then you introduce the rock as like some type of uh, enforcer referee shit. Whatever yeah, I've heard do. special guest referee. A and then you have Rock be like, well, you know what? We didn't announce anything. WrestleMania 41 is going to be in Las Vegas and Legion Stadium and blah, 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 blah. You figure that out. Maybe. I don't yeah, know if I like that one as much. Last week about The Rock and Roman have their match a year from now. But to me, that's also booking backwards because now you have to break down why everything happened with Cody, why he said no WrestleMania. You have to, right? Then you're gonna have to, like, they, I think they're, they're gonna have to dig their way out of this grave. And if there's one thing WWE is really, really, really good at, it's booking themselves into a corner and then booking themselves out of it. Not all the time. They have a, they have like a 50. They have a lot of practice at it. Like they book, I'm not saying they book themselves into a corner on practice, that, but they book themselves the into issue. a corner <laughs> and then they're like, oh fuck. And then they're really good at booking themselves out of it. That is the issue I have with this company. They book themselves in the corners for no fucking reason. Sometimes yeah. I just be like, why do y'all do this dumb shit? Why do y'all do this? And then the other option is third option. You do Roman Rock. Cody Seth as your two main events. I oh, think that could still happen. I don't think that's an option. I think the reason why I think that's an option is from what Meltzer said this morning. Brock is a hundred percent performing. Yes. I don't so, think they would put that out there to take it away. So then the next thing to me is unless then there's a fourth option, which I think is the worst option, which is rock Roman one night, Cody Roman the other night. I think that's a horrible idea. I don't think because I think it's a bad idea because if it's Rock Roman, they don't need the title. It's for head of the table. But for Rock to actually for that to mean something when Cody wins, Rock has to be Roman. No, because the whole idea is I'm taking everything from you. I'm taking everything. So that means Roman has to lose head of the table. Roman has to lose the title. No, because if Cody beat Roman after he had beaten The Rock for head of the table, then he's he n- now he's got one over on the two biggest two of the biggest superstars in WWE history and has knocked off the certified head of the table. But the reason why I say that is the undisputed. So you would have Ro- so you would have Roman beat Rock in the like a head of the table match. Yeah, and I, and it's for the it's for the chip too. That's See, night one, and then night two. Also, Cody my thing Roman. is like. 
Then you have Roman wrestling twice in a weekend. So, of course, Cody should fucking win. I think you want a pure win for a babyface. A white meat babyface should not want to face somebody who's who's wrestled twice in a weekend. Think about who's Cody character. Yeah, but, like, if we're really going to squint and go down this rabbit hole, then we're going to be like, all right, then... Yeah, Roman wrestled twice in a weekend after wrestling five times this whole year. Is it really that big of a fucking deal? Like the I mean, only for him, it is. For him, it is. Him I wouldn't mind the, the two best options that I think are laid out. Um, is that one of Rock Roman night one and Cody Roman night two? Roman beats Rock and then Cody beats Roman. Then the other option would be Cody versus Roman. And I think that one is actually a lot more. I hang on. Let me. Roman Rock, Roman versus Cody. Rock is special guest referee, and then that sets up Roman and Rock the next year. Those I think are the best ways to go. To either way, which is what I got befuddled with and started stuttering and stammering like fucking idiot in the middle of that is that either way, you're going to have to dig yourself out of the hole of, but why did Cody step aside? That's the issue. We, in here's the next thing. There's no other TV except the press conference to explain that. Like, because let's be real here. That press conference, like, between, because the press conference is on Thursday, so you don't have SmackDown. Like, you legit have the press conference where you have to make that explanation happen before you announce what the match is. Why can't you make that explanation on SmackDown? Because SmackDown's Friday. Press right. conference Thursday. Thursday, they're right. probably going to announce what the match is. So my thing is... If yeah, you're but a, still card, card subject to change, baby. Listen, I here's my thing. I think they did not think it was going to be this bad. They thought it would just be like, eh, whatever. And then they had the press conference announced because it was announced right as Roman and Rock was staring off at each other. And they was just like, all right, cool, we're going to announce this and move on. Because from what I'm hearing, this isn't a Triple H decision. I think It would appear that this isn't his decision, it's the higher-up's decision. But that's also which, part of like the smokescreen of, of it all that's clearly going on and how we're all... like, They're trying to fucking... It would make like, sense. They're it working totally overtime to work us. But then which that's the issue. Maybe is the right thing to do when you have no. fans who are this smart in this era. No, just at least give then them we can buy the into fuck? the story more. No, or maybe it's not. What maybe it's not want. because it's annoying and frustrating, and we would just like to get the victory. See, but they did have to think of a way to keep it interesting for the next two months leading me, into May. Let me, explain, let me explain something to you, Jack. You remember you asked me what's my issues with this company, right? Jack, how old were you in 2013? In 2013, yes, I was. Damn, I was I was 16, 17. Okay, cool. Remember the hot potato of Daniel Bryan and everything after he finally beat. Jackson? That I think is different. That is hold on, no, 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 no. Listen, listen to me. Let me finish these thoughts. <laughs> okay. So we had Daniel Bryan win. You do the cash in. Cool. I'm okay with the cash in. I'm. I, Lo and behold, I might be one of the few people. I'm not mad at Randy or in cashing in and how the authority started. Everything else from between that to motherfucking WrestleMania 30 is one of the most annoying fucking things I've ever experienced in my goddamn life. Because there's no reason to hot potato it. You tried to put the yes movement on the motherfucking big show. 
On top of that, you didn't put Daniel Bryan in the goddamn rumble for some goddamn reason. Almost fucking crushed Rey Mysterio's career in America. And then, you you fucking came up with this decision for the Batista. You thought Batista Randy Orton at, at WrestleMania. Don't matter how much Road Dogs fucking ass wants to tell you it's different. They thought that shit was going to be the perfect main event for the 30th when you have the hottest baby face. Let me give you a year earlier. Listen, I get it. You're a John Cena fan, but I want you to understand from my perspective. As someone that was 22, 23 years old, going to WrestleMania 29, I've never hated a main event more. I've never been more mad at a main event at a show I've been at. Because Whoa. you know what? I already seen the better version of the match live the year before when it was once in a goddamn fucking lifetime. And Listen, then I don't like I didn't I don't like that either. Just for clarity. For clarity. I, don't like it. I get it. But then you took it away from your hot champ of CM Punk when it should have fucking been CM Punk versus John fucking Cena at WrestleMania. Yep. This company does some of the most ass-backward shit and then will tell us, well, yeah, that was part of the plan. Go fuck yourself. Go Fair. fuck yourself. Fair. And I think also Daniel Bryan, I think, was an example of them booking themselves into a corner and then booking themselves out of it brilliantly. I do not think it was the plan from the beginning. I think, like, I, I think, like, certain things is, like, obvious that they were trying to, like, do a whole holding him back thing. But from the beginning, through the rumble, I would say, all the way up to and through the rumble, it was um, not on fucking purpose. No. And also, let me get this out there. Because people, we're 40-something minutes into the podcast. I'm actually not mad about this. I'm actually, I'm, I'm not mad about the Cody Rhodes thing. My thing is this. I like to see the world burn some days. Sometimes sure. I like to kick my feet up and just laugh. But sure. what I don't like is when you insult my intelligence. What I don't like is when you try to tell me it's raining while you're pissing on my leg. That is when I get annoyed. And the thing for me is, especially as I watched Fraud yesterday, and then it was like, they, they you could see they're dancing around having Cody talk. Because I'm just like, oh, you guys still don't know how to get yourselves out of this hole that you've managed to dig. Yes. You're still trying to figure this out, and you're trying to get this done by Thursday. Here's yeah. my thing. I really kind of don't give a fuck how you do it. Just make it seem somewhat logical. If you can make it seem like logically, I can be like, yeah, I can see that. I did get a little irked by like Cody tweeting out like just wait. Like it's like that's that I felt was insulting my intelligence. That I was like, you don't like if it is all the, the work, company like, man. Just let me enjoy the story then. And then he's if it's the not all the work, man. you're like telling me I have to wait another year. Like either way, I just feel like you're talking down to me. If you remember a few episodes ago, I said I don't have faith that Roman's losing that belt at Mania. I told you a couple episodes ago, I feel like they're yeah, going to make him pass Hulk Hogan. There was also a rumor. Now, this was on Saturday. This is PWI. Um, Hulk Hogan's going to win the belt? No, that Cody would beat In America. Seth. Sorry. So they would do Cody versus Seth and Cody would beat Seth. And then they would have Roman versus Rock. And eventually at SummerSlam, they would do a title unification. Once more, run it back. But here's my issue. Obviously, Roman's going to win because he's three weeks away from Hulk Hogan by the time SummerSlam happens. 
we just had this happen last year with a thousand fucking days. We just went through this twilight zone of going through this shit constantly with this fucking company. And this is where I sometimes get in here where I'm just like, why do y'all keep doing this? Why do y'all keep doing this? It's just like, I would just rather, I just, my whole, my main thing to this, right? And where I'm just so confused. Why did we open the rock Pandora box? Because there's no way you could close the box. There's no way. Once you open that box, you it's can't the close the rock. It. Yeah, but you don't need it. You know Nothing you're happy needed to see it. him. It's I, rock. I, I actually that might have been the first time ever where I I did it. I was just there like they did it. Like we did not do this. And then I was just like, as I saw him come out, I was just like. They really fucking did this shit. But it's like, then you know why. Because it's The Rock. It's, it's, uh, look. Dwayne's here. I'm going to tell you this. I love The Rock and I love Stone Cold. You know why I don't mind Stone Cold at WrestleMania 38? He didn't take nobody's spot. Of course. It was just That's Stone Cold, true. Kevin Owens. It helped Kevin Owens more than it did anything. This don't help nobody. It might, like I said, it it does have your friends who aren't interested in wrestling hitting them up. And listen, I don't know long term how this is going to affect. Like if those fans are going to stick around or maybe WWE is just genuinely happy with getting them just there for WrestleMania. But it does elevate Cody and help him transcend a little bit more into the mainstream because they're talking about on WFAN in New York that my dad listens to every fucking afternoon. And my dad doesn't give a shit about wrestling and is now interested because WFAN, one of the biggest sports stations in the country, is talking about it. But again, also- I do think Cody should end up getting the match. I think this is all for naught if Cody doesn't get a match at Mania night one or night two. Or, or, it's all, or. You know what could have avoided this if he had won the fucking title last year? <laughs> won the yeah. fucking, if we won the fucking title, sure. he should have been. Guess what? We could still do all of this now. We could have yeah. had all of this still. Not, I've said this since Roman won the title last year. What was the fucking point? I said Cody's win. If this is your way to heat up Cody winning again, possibly a smart move. Because I said last year, I said it. There's no time where that pop is going to be bigger than last year. We'll see. Now, if you're doing it as this, like, oh, we're taking the main event from him, and then that gets more people excited for it. Cool. That's a smart move, but also kind of stupid. We'll see. Yeah. Let's. Um. I hear we got a a a fan booking of their own promotion. Yes, we absolutely do. Um. Gots to give the credits to the homie, the homie Vicente, who's always been a part of a, always, he's pretty much like the third part of the I was going to say the unofficial third member. Yes. So if you guys remember. Mabel, the third man is Vicente. (laughs) If you guys remember, we did Iron Booking a couple episodes ago where we booked our own promotion. Um, So he actually did his own Iron Booking. He actually has his own roster he gave us his first three episodes and i wanted to make sure to share it because i thought they were really fucking good so um for his draft of roster he has matt cardona uh nick yes. Nemeth, danny limelight 
Great. Charles Mason. Okay, so he's he's put he's picking people that we even picked. Yes. He's not cool. Yeah, totally, totally just understanding the parameters, the boundaries mm-hmm. here. He has Daga. Great. Dante Leon. I don't know him that well. Or no. at all. Oh wait. This might actually be his old list. Give me one second. Let me just double check because he may have actually switched up his list. Let me just double check. Because mind you, I have so many things that he said to me. I was just like, holy shit. <laughs> his old list? So he had switched his list one. He had switched his uh, his roster once. Okay. Okay. No. Same people. So right. the uh, Calvin Tankman and Ninja Mick. For the women, he has Steph DeLauder. Ultraviolet, Dana Brooke, Miranda Elise. I think I said her name right. I know I'm not going to pronounce his first name right because it's Japanese. (laughs) Yanagi. I want to say that's the last name. Just do your best. Everybody knows you're doing your best. Sayaka Yanagi. I might have messed that up. I don't know who that is. Technically, Shazam. you should have taken advantage and picked up Kazuchika Okada. Well, this was set before Okada was. We we found out Okada was. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, Shaza McKenzie, Burt Vixen, and Ashley D'Ambrose. So he had set up like three episodes that he had had here, and pretty much, I kind of want to say one thing I like is it kind of feels like. It is a mixture of what's going on with HOG, but also it doesn't. Like it feels like it's its own thing. <laughs> uh-huh. Um he also has on commentary, he has Leva Bates and Brian XL. Awesome. Yes. So he said episode one opens with Bates and XL. Welcome to everybody to his organization is Style Wars Pro. Which I like as a title. He says before they can say anything else, they're interrupted by Matt Cardona and Steph DeLotta. Matt Cardona looks at Brian XL saying, I guess that dump HOG is in trouble if you're here. <laughs> I feel like I, I felt like you would love that as it says a kick mm. off. <sighs> then proceeds to smack uh then proceeds to smack the mic out of Brian XL's hand and breaks his glasses and face palms him uh ha, to get nerd. the mic out the ring. <laughs> XL reluctantly leaves with Bates. Telling that, uh, telling him it ain't worth it, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Cardona cuts a promo about how he's doing the promotion a favor, signing here, and can't wait to add another belt to his collection. Basically, what Cardona's been doing on the Indies. I'm most excited about Leva Bates. Yeah, <laughs> in my opinion. Steph De Lauder uh, smiles and says she's looking to start her collection as well, and she leaves. Back to commentary table where you have Bates and Brian XL finishing the intro and announces two men and two women fatal four ways with the winner going on to face each other at our first Style Wars pay-per-view event titled On-Site to crown the Style Wars pro champion, uh, men's pro champion and women's champion. And how we're kicking it off is they're going to start off the show with the fatal four way. So he did actually make two changes. Okay. He had... Alpha Wolf. Have you ever heard of Alpha Wolf from uh, Noah? Oh, yes. Yes, I have, actually. So I he did switch clip. out. Yes, he switched out somebody for Alpha Wolf. I forgot who he switched it out for. I have to go back in my text to look at it. It's, it's okay. The world will go on. It will stay yes. on its access. Uh, hold on. Give me one second. 
Okay, so first match is Cardona versus Daga versus Calvin Tankman versus Alpha Wolf in a fatal four-way. Tankman dominates the beginning of the match, just manhandling the other three. Finish comes when Tankman hits Daga with, with his finish, only for only to be kicked in the head by Cardona, and Cardona steals the win. Basically, Cardona being the very shit-eating heel that he be, you know, punk-ass heel. He be he exactly. Cardona smirks at Brian XL as he leaves. XL then leaves the commentary table uh, visibly angry, while Bates continues to do the play-by-play for the next solo man match. The next man match is... Yeah, I really have to find the list, but he switched the character. Well, he switched his wrestlers. <laughs> he is Victor Benjamin versus the HOG jobber. I do not know Victor Benjamin. Do you know Victor Benjamin? No. This might be someone he just knows way better than me. Um... Says he wins it in a matter of seconds with a flying knee, then awesome. goes to hit some elbow strikes, and the rest stops it as it's just a KO victory, which is something you did don't he, see in wrestling often. Did Loki change his name? <laughs> <laughs> so like, he knows Loki. He knows is he Loki. trying to go incognito? Like, is <laughs> a Loki trying to go incognito, or is Vicente trying to like get away with something here? Like, we're not going to figure out. Let a KO victory followed by shoot elbows isn't Loki. And trust me, if he wanted to make it Loki, he would make it Loki. his <laughs> art, love that. He says they cut to a video where you of an inaudible footage of Brian XL speaking on the phone, and then you see him returning to the to the table, apologizing to Bates for leaving her all by herself on commentary. The next match is. A woman's fatal four-way with Shaza McKenzie, Miranda DeLauder, and Yunagi. I want to say it's Yunagi. I do not know this name. <laughs> he says, uh, basically, he has it where you have DeLauder, where you have DeLauder and Elise both getting double choke slammed onto Shaza. Like, there's a, a few different spots he has here. Uh, okay. Shaza getting put through a table. Finish comes with DeLauder booting. Yunagi and hitting her with the finish on Shaza to be only hit by Elise with a shining wizard for Elise to get the victory. So, like, as she's going for the victory, after she's hit her finish, like, she's sitting up and Elise hits her with a shining wizard for the victory to steal it. At the end, we see footage of Cardona leaving the venue, and then he's assaulted by two unknown individuals who then proceed to take his title, shoes, and wallet. So basically, he gets assaulted as he's leaving, and he's robbed. <laughs> he's robbed. <laughs> something about Matt Cordona getting like jumped in the Bronx that really <laughs> hits for me. All we get are from these videos, individuals is the sounds of them laughing and one yelling "fucking bozo," and that's how they. One who's got to have a Yankee cap pulled below. Well, you can't see their faces, so they're all the way covered up. So it's right, like, well, like, all the way down. <laughs> yeah. well, how about so a Yankee like a... <laughs> a Yankee baklava is hilarious. Okay, that's the end of episode one. Episode two opens with Cardona speaking to cops regarding being mugged and beaten last week. Cardona is extremely upset and and demanding the cops find his title belts. We go to the ring. We go to ringside with Bates and Brian XL. Bates says, can you believe what happened? And Brian XL is like, yeah, 
Wow, that's crazy with a little smirk on his face. Man, that's crazy. <laughs> I think it's damn that's crazy that's on crazy. commentary is diabolical. <laughs> they proceed to speak on tonight's episode, which will feature the second women's fatal four way in our main event, and winner will go on to face Miranda uh, Miranda Elise for the women's title at the pay per view. In the first man's match, you have Dragon Bane. So he put Dragon Bane and Alpha Wolf together, so he, he switched it out for the tag team to be on. All right. Yeah. So, versus Richard Holiday. Commentators mentioned how Dragon Bane... Richard Holiday. I don't know much about him. I just know who he is. Uh, commentators mentioned how Dragon Bane demanded a rematch after the way Holiday won the last match they, they ever had. Um, another great match, it's Dragon Bane. Poor man's MJF. Oh, okay. Cool, cool, cool. Yeah. Dragon Man gets the W, and uh, Dragon Man gets the W when he reverses Holiday's finish into a pin. Holiday's pissed, throws a tantrum, um, with while Dragon Bane is celebrating. Okay. So, for the next women's match, because he has a decent amount, he has like two, three women's matches. Yeah, he has a couple women's matches here. <laughs> so, for the next match, we have, uh, Freya the Slayer versus Shaza McKenzie, a hard fought, a hard fought match. They end up brawling on the outside and both get counted out. After the bell, Freya hits a big boot on Shaza, takes out the table and proceeds to choke Sam Shaza through the table. We cut to the back where Cardona is speaking to Steph De Lauda about what happened, and Steph points a finger at Brian, at Brian XL. Cardona then comes to the commentary table, accusing Brian XL of assaulting and robbing him <laughs> saying his kids can uh have fun seeing their dad rot in prison <laughs> that's what cardona says to brian xl i can brian imagine XL... delivering that line so well too exactly brian xl just sits there with a smirk and a look that says i don't have time for this bullshit cardona then grabs a beer from a fan and throws it at brian xl but misses it and gets leva bates Oh, not Leva. <laughs> now I hate him. See, I've bought in now. I'm doing him in my mind right now. I'm like, you Cardona. dare fucking touch Leva Bates? Cardona then leaves ringside, and Brian Excel proceeds to text on his phone telling Bates, don't worry about this, with the look that says shit's about to get dealt with. <laughs> the second match, the third match on the show is Daga versus Nick Nemeth. Which I think is a good work. Brian XL a lot of love here. <laughs> like for a promotion that has a lot of stars in it and like a lot of like potential young stars. Brian XL of Victory Pro Wrestling. Like you gotta really know wrestling. Northeast, you have to know regional pro wrestling. You have to, to know, know who you have Brian to XL is. To know who BXL is, you have to know East Coast, like New York, pretty much New York based wrestling. This you is have a to know deep, one. deep cut. Cut. But I appreciate that because it's different than what we had. Okay. But like <laughs> it is and it isn't because it has Nick Namath and Cordona I mean, in the promotion. But the people who's like what the storyline is of like that, we didn't have that where it's like someone who's just a commentator, really, not even a. a, a I had talent. Josh Barnett. Yeah, had but Josh you hired Barnett him as. With a you, Wild you, West you know burlap sack of money. Okay, let me get to the rest of it and you're going to see what I mean. <laughs> so 
the, the third match was Dogger versus Nick Nemes, which is supposed to, which, you know, he has like, it's a really great in ring match, which I figure with a Dogger and a Nick Nemes, it's going to, it's going to happen. I guess um, why give Brian, my issue is why give Brian XL this love when you have Dogger right there? So the, here's the thing like, you have them matching. I think it's just more of an authority figure that's not getting in the ring beefing with Cardona. Like, Cardona's just being a dickhead. Because that is who Cardona is. He is a yeah. dickhead. <laughs> I, I, I get it. Yeah. I get the Cardona part, but let's finish. <laughs> uh, so, where was that? They wrestled to a draw. So, Daga and Nick Nemeth wrestled to a draw, actually. Like, so there isn't, like, a definitive winner. Like, they get close, but it says wrestles That's to a draw. <laughs> oh my god they said both men shakes hands they cut back they cut to freya in the back about to speak to camera out and we hear a scream from shots mckenzie who attacks her they start brawling again until uh, officials have to separate them matt cardona versus an hog jobber <laughs> which is a decent match start cardona gets the win um even though, like, the job seems like he might get a little bit of the better of Cardona, Cardona ends up coming out on top. Cardona then looks at BXL and then proceeds to beat on the former HOG talent until officials come to break it off, laughing and flipping off Brian XL while he's being pushed to the back. <laughs> Which is a very Cardona thing. We cut to a parking lot where we have Fred and Shaza continuing their brawl. Officials and security finally get them separated. Freya can choke slam shot, then Freya then choke slam shots onto a roof of the car. <laughs> so then the next match we have is the final match, the main event, which is the woman fiddle four away to see who else will go on to face on for the title. You have Ultraviolet, Ashley D'Ambrose, Helena Lopez, and oh, that's another person he added to his uh thing with Dana Brooke. He added Dana Brooke to his roster for the women. Your face, your face, your face. Brian like, XL and Dana Brooks, superstars. Be <laughs> the um, face that runs the place over there. They're uh, having a Lope- mid-off. Lopez has Dana locked in the octopus stretch, but D'Ambrose breaks it up. D'Ambrose hits a finish on Lopez. Ultraviolet super kicks D'Ambrose and then hits her finish to get the win. So Ashley D'Ambrose goes on to the pay-per-view to face off with. Why do I forget who she's facing off with? Oh, Miranda Elise to see who becomes the, the promotions women champion, which is different because I, I, again, I knew I didn't know who both of those women were, so I was just like, all right, this is very different. I think we both had like a step. I think you had Monet in your, yeah, yeah. So it was like it was pretty different. I liked it. Um, so this is now episode three. Show open episode three, and I haven't heard of rain. I haven't heard anything better than a rainbow painted pope mobile yet. (laughs) (laughs) To be (laughs) said that if you do hear this, tell me if I've read the wrong first episode because he rewrote this like twice, so I might have read the first episode wrong. I I appreciate your efforts, Vicente. Yes. So, Brian, uh, so episode three opens with Leva Bates and Brian Excel giving a recap of the last show. Uh, when you immediately hear, you immediately hear Cardona storm into picture, yelling at Brian Excel, I know you did. You're nothing more than a street thug. You should be put in a goddamn cage. 
It's getting a little coated, Vicente. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Brian XL mothers, this guy's still on this shit. <laughs> still on this shit. <laughs> but before Brian, before Cardona could get too close, two men jump him, uh, jump the guardrail, and start beating down Brian XL. I mean, start beating down on Matt Cardona. They proceed to take his shoes, watch, and toss it into the crowd. So basically, they beat his ass, take his shit, and throw it into the crowd. Nice. <laughs> They then drop Cardona's belts on the side on the sides of him after beating him down and dap up Brian XL before leaving through the crowd. They are revealed to be fifty one fifty. Which know I, who that is. I wanna say Hernandez and Homicide, but I might be wrong on that. But I wanna say this Hernandez and Homicide, but I might be wrong. Brian XL then takes his seat with a big smirk on his face. Cardona is helped to the back as Steph DeLauder curses out Brian XL. It's, it's Homicide, Danny it? Limelight, Hernandez, Slice Boogie, Julia Smokes, and Conan. So probably Homicide and yeah, Danny Homicide Limelight. Homicide and Hernandez, or Danny Limelight, yeah. Yeah. So Cardona is helped to the back. Steph DeLauder is cursing out Brian XL. Bates whispers to him, uh, did you? And Brian Excel just looks at her smack, smirking and just says, no, why would I? <laughs> no, why would I? If I don't get a Hernandez return out of all of this, I'm going to be pretty upset. <laughs> Steph DeLauder, the next match is Steph DeLauder versus Ashley D'Ambrose. Steph DeLauder gets in the ring waiting for Ashley. We, get, um, we then cut to the back where Lena Lopez once again has attacked Ashley D'Ambrose, stamping her, um, basically doing an arm break spot. You brought this on yourself, bitch, is what she yells at. <laughs> Against Doctor's orders, Ashley D'Ambrose goes out for a match. Steph DeLauder instantly kicks the arm once the bell rings. Thrust kicks her in the face, hits her finish. Quick, quick squash, but it's also with an injury angle that's building a second feud. Which I'm like, cool. What? This is They're weekly TV? Saying. I think his is way more weekly than ours. Yes. Yeah. Um, match two is Miranda Elise versus Dana Brooke. Uh, solid match where you have. Why do you. I can hear your side. I can hear your side. Oh my God. Uh, Elise pretty much would get a win with a Shining Wizard. Ultraviolet walks up, walks out, and stops her halfway. Because um, I think we get invested. Like mm-hmm. in certain wrestlers, like accidentally, because there's nothing in Dana Brooke that would make anybody cheer for her. <laughs> like, like, and I do, you know. But she, she did a good job. She was a very good jobber for WWE for a lot of years. Again, it's right. not a zero sum game because somebody's not a superstar doesn't mean they should be looked down upon. But like, also Agreed. that doesn't mean that she should then, like, she can be transferred to the Indies and like be good like she's still boring to watch like she's certainly going to be boring to watch when she's carrying a singles match i will say she's lost both of these matches that she's been in so it's not like she's being used to like be put over other talent it is like she is kind of being used yeah like okay. when she has a name right and then she's helping putting other people over Go Dana Brooke. (laughs) 
Oh shout my out, god! Shout out David Brooks. <laughs> like that little Wayne clip when hey, he finds out Gucci Mane was named like fourth Mane. best shout rapper out out ever. It's like I should it sell it was to say shout out Gucci. Every time shout I say David Dana Brooks name, I feel like you say Dana who? Like Dana? <laughs> you like Dana who? Like Dana, <laughs> Dana Brooke in this economy? Oh my god! Uh, the third match he has is Calvin Tankman versus Victor Benjamin. Um, basically, he's saying this is just a slobber knocker, at, like smacking each other, just trying to knock the shit out of each other type of match. Um, where Tankman gets the W. Uh, they fist bump after a match to show a sign of respect to one another. In the back, you have Ashley D'Ambrose speaking to the doctor about her arm. Lena Lopez slowly approaches. Miranda Aliz steps in, saying, Enough of this shit. No more attacking people from behind. Ultraviolet then steps in and attacks Aliz. And they end up having a brawl in the goddamn doctor's office, <laughs> which I'm like, I'm down for right. his, his, his promotion sound like it's just violence. Like it's just violence happening all the time. Violence and Dana Brooke. Yes. <laughs> you so hate her. <laughs> you so hate her. It's not a hater because, like I said, like Dana Brooks had an admirable WWE career, but like maybe not everybody is meant to professional be a professional wrestler. It's okay. Oh god! All right, for the main event, you have Nemeth versus Dragon Bane versus Holiday versus Victor, which I think is a pretty good mixture of talent there. Um. You have a couple highlights, which is like Victor catching Dragon Bane in midair with a flying knee. Dragon Bane performing a super hurricanrana on Nemeth to out the outside of the ring um, onto Victor and um, Holiday. Finish comes when Holiday hits Dragon Bane with his finisher um, off the middle turnbuckle. Benjamin breaks up the pin, gets super kicked by Nemeth, who proceeds to get hit with a jumping neckbreaker by Holiday. Holiday gets the win. So Holiday moves on for the title match. So you have Holiday versus Cardona. Okay. I believe. I believe. I want to say yes. He'll tell me if I'm wrong. He'll tell me if I'm wrong. You're getting like I mean the thing is you're getting two very similar wrestlers in I don't know much about Rich Holiday. So I will tell you I can't tell you. Tell you it's not good. You don't think it's good? I don't think Richard Holiday and Matt Cardona are having a great matchup. That's not mm-hmm. something I'm shelling out money for. Well, Vicente, when you hear this, you tell you tell me if I've butchered your booking. Please let me know. I'm sorry if I did. And you can also tell Jack what you know what you think yeah, of his takes. It's not fact. No, it's just. Because I'm willing to give Dana Brooke a shot, especially Impact. Like she's an Impact right now, and I, I'm, I'm up for that to see how that goes. I think Impact will do her a world of good. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I got an idea. Let's sign uh, Kona Reeves next. Let's put him out there. You ain't got to do that. Why you? Why you do that? Why you do that? Why you go there? Why you had to go? There? <laughs> Like we was here, and then you just like let me go to hell. Like you like let me go to hell. You like let me go to hell. Cody Reeves is just—it's nothing redeeming. One of the great NXT failures. 
Yeah. Like one of those that just never got off the ground. It wasn't good. It wasn't good. He just... He had nothing. It just what Nothing. He had yeah, nothing, like... Nothing to give. Like, I thought about it. Like, I was trying to find something redeeming. I was just like, yeah, nothing. Just nope. nothing. Not a thing. It's like a vacuum. Of all interests. As soon as he came out, just... And it was during a really hot period of NXT, too. Yeah. Like, yeah. you know how bad you got to be to be bad during the hot time? Yeah. Yeah. I can't wait till he shows up in Vicente's promotion next See, week. But that's why you can't say Dana Brooke. Because I'll give Dana Brooke this. At least her first match. At least, like, she was part of Asuka's first match. And it wasn't, like, the worst thing in the fucking world. Yeah. You know what? That's fair. <laughs> like... It wasn't the worst thing in the fucking world. Like, it was actually like, oh, you know what? I love Oscar. That match made me be like, I didn't know who Oscar was like that. I didn't know Connor. Shout out the girl, Dana Brooke. (laughs) (laughs) Wrap it up. up. (laughs) Oh, God. Guys, thank you for listening between me and Jack's ridiculousness. (laughs) I do. So we didn't get to his pay-per-view. But no, he, he has to send. He has to send me more episodes. All right, yeah, because I do want to hear his like, pay-per-view. Yes, so I think he still has like three more episodes. I'm gonna tell him to send me them to listen to his episode. Send it to me. But mm-hmm. yeah, and uh, you know, if you got your own, send them in. Maybe we'll read them out on air. For sure, we will definitely. If we have the time and we can make it happen, we will make it happen. Um, I will be mean until somebody gets an idea better than rainbow colored Pope mobile. I want that. You to know, be clear. I will tell you something. Um, I had sent somebody who listens to the show. I, I have a friend who sent me random wrestling clips, and there's like Mexican junkyard death match. I don't know if it's death Zona match. Twenty three, right? And they sent it to me. And I sent it to somebody, and it was like, "This is what I think Bonkers Pro Wrestling would look like if it was a real thing. Like right, it yeah. would just." Yeah. <laughs> that's what I thought, right. and I just always wanted the clarification. Did it come from there? No. Okay. Like the idea. Like you can't replicate if you know if you know what I'm talking about, Zona 23, you're gonna understand like you can't replicate Zona 23. Um, if you don't know what I'm talking about, go YouTube Zona 23 clips. It's a Mexican deathmatch promotion, and it it is nuts. It is, it's it's it can't be replicated because it can't be redeemed. Like there's nothing going on here except gratuitous, grotesque violence for violence sake. It's an, I, I really love it. Um, and there's but like, I also, I'm, there's only one of them in the world. And I think it's a good thing. There's only one of them in the world. I don't think you could do multiple of those. No, no. We love reading them out and critiquing them mm-hmm. and talking about it and seeing what we love and seeing what we hate. I'm Jack Simon. You can check me out on jacksimonmakes.com. Uh, Jack Doc Simon across all social media platforms. And I am Life of Dean. We will see how this podcast ages because of Thursday, Rock and Roman is announced. Oh boy, will this yeah. be a fun podcast to come back to? But <laughs> you can follow me at everything Life of Dean and you could follow us. At Wrestling Romance on Instagram. You can follow us at Romance Podcast on Twitter. Yeah, that's it. Those is. Yeah.